Well, hey folks, welcome to my daily video. Today is November the 3rd, Thursday. I'm recording this in my church on a Thursday morning. Hey, in a moment, I want to share some thoughts, uh, provocative thoughts. I want to ask you what you think of the prosperity gospel. I want to ask you what you think of Benny here, of Joel Osteen, of, um, I don't know, some people like that who are Kenneth Copeland, people like that. But uh, come back to that in a moment. I also want to talk about fish in a barrel. So if you're confused, stay around. <laughs> hey, a few housekeeping things as normal. Firstly, if you're here on my YouTube channel or my podcast, it's great to have you here. Really encourage you to subscribe. On YouTube, you hit the button down there, give the bell symbol a long press. Uh, please do take a moment and share this on social media as well. It really uh, helps get the Word of God out in front of people. And let's use social media and some of these things uh, for the purposes of God. Uh, hey, let me mention as well, I'm going to be back on Twitter. I have, uh, I don't know, probably five or six thousand people who follow me on Twitter and I haven't used that for a while for obvious reasons, but uh, I'm back on Twitter, so love to connect with you there. Hey, this coming weekend, uh, a few things happening. I'm going to be having a ministry mentoring session uh, this coming Saturday morning. I'm doing a Zoom call and uh, we have a group that has been meeting in my office. I think we have about 15 or 18 people meeting there, but I'm going to be moving that to Zoom and opening, opening it up to people in other countries or further afield. So if you are interested in uh, joining that, just send me an email. Go to my website, gjm.org. Send me an email and I will talk to you about that one there. Uh, that's Saturday morning. Sunday, I'm going to be here in Sturbridge Worship Center preaching on inheritance and growth. Really great message I'm excited about. Um, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be in the Berkshires in Western Mass in Otis Christian Fellowship. Berkshire Christian Fellowship in Otis, 4 p.m. in the diner in the town of Otis. The next day, Monday, November 7th, is my birthday. Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, I have this thing every year. I seem to go away on or during my birthday. So um, I'm going to be flying to Ireland out of Boston on Monday evening with a team of 18 people. We're going to spend a week uh, ministering in Ireland. We will be doing, I'm going to do four, what I'm calling the cottage sessions in a little cottage we're renting just outside of Ballymena in Northern Ireland on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Monday of the following week. And we have a conference in the town of Newry at uh, Freedom Life Center, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, November 11th through 13th. Again, details on my website. <clears throat> and lastly, if you're not get, getting our email newsletter, there should be a sign up link right below me. I'll be sending one of those out tomorrow and uh, lots of good things to share with you guys. So really appreciate that. Good. But uh, hey, let me talk to you about fish in a barrel. Okay, what do I mean by this? Okay, this could upset some people, what I'm going to show here, but that's okay. So I actually want you to listen to all the way through and um, just engage with what I'm saying here. Um, there's an expression I've heard people use here in America. I never heard it till I came here. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. And what, what I mean, imagine like a barrel, like a wooden barrel filled with fish. And somebody comes with a gun and they start shooting. It's actually quite easy to hit a fish. That's the point. And this is a thing I've seen happen quite often. It probably happens in many realms, but I'm a Christian minister, so I notice it more in my own realm. And I want to really be clear, I'm not judging people. I've done this myself too many times, where at times what we do is we want to connect with somebody and we want to create authenticity and respect 
and want to show we're one of the good guys and not one of the bad guys. So I've seen this thing happen again and again in ministry and again I've done it, I'll give you an example in a moment, where at times to create authenticity we sort of look at somebody else and we begin criticising them and um, Here's my point. I, I quite often see on social media people criticizing somebody like a Joel Osteen, like a Kenneth Copeland, like a Benny Hinn. And, you know, one way I understand it's quite easy to do. Here's the point. If I make a video today and I put out like, oh, Joel Osteen, you know, Benny Hinn, and I do that. Do you know what? I will get so many hits. I will get likes. I will get shares. And I will get people bonding with me as I come and I say, isn't it terrible that there's that person over there doing things like that? Um, and I will at times use that, I don't mean I will, I have, but I have done in the past and I see people using that to create authenticity and critique somebody else that God hasn't called them to judge. Let me tell you a true story. So about, um, gosh I don't know, so about 15 years ago, I was preaching in a church here in the US. I was living in France at the time, but I'd come to minister in the States about four times a year. And once I was invited to preach and do a, do a healing service in a church, in a kind of more traditional church. And maybe that was the problem. I think it was an Episcopalian church, or Anglican we'd say here, and um, Anglican we'd say in the UK, Episcopalian here. But a church that was open to the, to, to the Bible, the Holy Spirit, um, to the fullness of the message of the Bible, so healing. But it was, you know, much more a traditional setting. They would wear robes, the ministers, the priests, that kind of thing. So I've been invited to speak and do a healing service. And I'm staying in a friend's home. And the pastor had arranged, who I'd never met in person, had arranged to do a phone call with me, just like a get-to-know-you call. So this guy calls me and we're talking. And again, he's never met me. I've never met him. So in a... <laughs> You know, in a good sense, in a godly sense, in a way, there's nothing wrong with this. I've done this myself. It's like he's checking me out. He's about to have me speak in his church, and he's slightly, you know, kind of saying like, "Where do you go? Where do you come from? How long have you been a Christian? How long have you been in the ministry? What do you believe? Who do you know? What do you know?" It's like we're checking each other out, okay? And that's okay. That's fine. I'm used to that as a guest speaker. And at some stage in the conversation, and again, it's like I want to create authenticity and value with this man who I've never met. And we're talking about healing and our perspective and where we come from. And I, I probably make the comment like, you know, well, I believe God wants to heal, but I'm not one of these far out people, these showmen, these kind of, you know, wackadoodle people. And I, I made the comment to him, I'm not somebody like Benny Hinn, ha 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 ha. And the phone goes silent and he, the guy tells me a story, he says, I used to be paralyzed, I used to go around in a wheelchair for years, and I was taken to a Benny Hinn meeting and, you know, power of God hit me, I jumped out of the wheelchair and I've been running ever since. Ouch. <laughs> now, again, I have no, make no bones in saying this, Benny Hinn's probably not, not my favorite preacher on the earth, I actually really don't like his preaching, but you know what, he's a man of God. And he loves Jesus, and he's having a lot more, I think, a lot more effect than I am. And who am I to judge him? And my point is, at times, we cheapen things and do this really easy-peasy, silly little thing and go around repeating things about other people that are really not true. There's a guy who... Um, just talk about names here today. Uh, somebody, John MacArthur, who I think, I think is probably a real man of God, but often, whenever you get around the kind of charismatic theme, says really silly and kind of ad hominem 
attacks against people that is actually really it's less about the faith message and more about bad faith or not actually really being fair or objective in the way he talks to people and my encouragement to you is let's be slow to judge things like that let's not jump in there and think that we've been called to judge everybody quite often there are people who've been called to preach or teach things that we haven't been called to do it's not our calling I mean I'll be honest somebody like a Joel Osteen I don't get an awful lot out of listening to that and yet there are people once I was praying and the Lord said Graham buy a Joel Osteen book and give it to somebody and I'm like why and it's like the Lord said to me, that's where they're at, that's what they need right now in this stage of their walk, in this stage of their growth, in this stage of their development, that's what they need. And then maybe it isn't what I need right now, but some people um, haven't had the background I've had, haven't grown. Let's be, let's not judge people. Again, I used the example of Kenneth Copeland years ago. This is the 80s. I, you know, I came from a church and man, any time, if you would have mentioned the prosperity gospel, we would have all gone. <laughs> you know, I'm not mocking, but frankly, they were mocking, to be honest. And um, I remember starting off in ministry and being, I had no money, I was broke, I'd have to hitchhike places. And uh, somebody gave me a cassette tape by Kenneth Copeland. And I was about to rip it apart, a terrible thing. And it's like the Lord says, I want you to listen to that because that man knows things you need to know. I haven't called him to preach on maybe this side or the other, but I've given him a message the body of Christ needs on how to believe me for provision. Yeah? If you would have gone back to me in the 1980s and said Kenneth Copeland, I would have said, oh, it's terrible. And then if you would have said to me somebody like Reinhard Bonnke, I would have said he's one of the greatest men of God on planet Earth, leading millions to Christ. The problem is, I didn't realize until later, Rana Bonke and Kenneth Copeland were best friends. Kenneth Copeland paid for about two-thirds of all Reinhard Bonke's crusades and wrote the check because he put into practice the things he was preaching. So, my point to you, my encouragement is let's not shoot fish in the barrel. Yeah, Let's not establish let's establish authenticity by our authenticity let's establish integrity by our integrity let's not come up with easy cheesy shallow cotton candy answers to things and actually learn is, is this a person who loves Jesus who's been called to preach to me that maybe I haven't yet seen and that I'm simply mocking that because I'm from a different culture or a different church culture or a slightly different stream. Maybe God called me to be a, an ear in the body of Christ and I'm looking at somebody who's a bicep in the body of Christ and I'm going, oh, and it's all about hearing and they're saying, no, it's all about lifting. So sound doctrine, amen. I'm not excusing anything. At times we're guilty of judging people by the worst things they've ever done. At times we're guilty of judging people by the one stupid thing they ever said. Now, if somebody said something stupid, I agree, judge them over it. You know, it's okay to do that. I once stood up in a famous church in England in the 80s. Um, some of you will have heard of Graham Cook, people like that, the church he came from. I was once preaching there and I was about 18 and 19. And I, I had such a revelation that God cannot fail his word that I stood up and I held my Bible up right at the beginning of my sermon and I said God's going to heal people tonight and if he doesn't I'm going to rip this Bible up in front of you and burn it. <laughs> now in my silly 18, 19 year old way what I was actually trying to say is 
I won't, because God has never failed his word. God won't fail his word. But all the elders in that church wrote me a pretty nasty letter saying, young man, you know, maybe you're too young to be out there in public and you should you put yourself under tutelage and get with people who can instruct you and help you grow in wisdom. I had lots of faith, I had no wisdom. They were right. They weren't always, you know, sometimes if God can't find somebody who will speak the truth in love that you'll grow up, he'll find somebody who loves to speak the truth. Selah, there is a difference. But uh, my point is, don't, I would, if somebody we're still putting out videos today and rejecting me and judging me Graham Jones is a Bible burner like no I said a silly thing in a silly moment and I've grown and learned in that but don't judge people for who they're not judge them for who they are don't spend your time dishonoring somebody for who they're not rather actually ask God the question Lord what do you think of this person well, what, what's your heart towards them? What's your judgment of them? doesn't mean we have to agree with somebody. I do not agree with Benny Hinn and an awful lot of that. Don't agree with Kendall Copeland and everything. Don't agree with, uh, who else I mentioned, Joel Osteen and things. But I can actually see God using them and many others, including a Graham Jones and hopefully you. So just a few thoughts. Don't shoot fish in the barrel. Go into the wide ocean. Cast your net and believe God will give you fruit for your ministry. Badoom. Sila. Thanks for watching, guys. And uh, bye for now.